0: There's no evidence base or hard and fast guidance about exactly how much we should offer babies at particular meals, because all babies are different. Your baby is gonna eat varying amounts of food. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby-led weaning. Well, hey there, baby-led weaning fans. A little bit of a different style episode for you today. I'm gonna do a baby-led weaning Q&A, ask me anything. So I put the word out on Instagram. I was like, what are the questions that are stumping you when it comes to feeding your baby? You're like, I've looked it up. I cannot find the answer anywhere else. I got some really great questions lined up for you. These were awesome. Thank you so much to all of the parents and caregivers who submitted their questions. I'm going to go through each one of them, try to help you out if I can. Some of them were just like, hey, that's a really good question. And we don't always know the answer to all this stuff. That's the point of trying to get a variety of different opinions, looking at lots of different evidence, and then you guys do what's best for your baby. So with no further ado... Here is episode 171. This is Baby Lead Weaning, a QA. Ask me anything. My name is Brittany, and my question about baby lead weaning is how do you do it at a restaurant? We took my baby for the first time to a restaurant over the weekend, and there was food everywhere. And I didn't want to leave it for the waitress, but it was all over the floor, all over the high chair, all over the table, and I felt so bad. So I used every wipey in my diaper bag to clean it all up before we left. But Is it so bad to feed them at a restaurant? Oh, Brittany, I love this question. I also love hearing your baby in the background weighing in with their opinion too. But you ended the question with, is it so bad to feed them at a restaurant? And I think that really depends on your comfort level with the mess, right? There's no right or wrong way to do any of this. We're all trying to figure it out. And I know the anxiety of trying to keep a low profile at a restaurant when your kids are distracting and maybe that's from the noise or the mess. Or in my case, it's just like the sheer number of children and people looking at you when you have seven kids that you're trying to corral. So there's different levels of comfort. Like sometimes I don't see it and sometimes I'm like, I can't handle this. But to answer your question, if it's just too much to take your baby to a restaurant, are they missing out on any feeding or developmental milestones because of it? No, of course not. But a few restaurant management tips. So bring a few of your supplies if you can. Now, obviously... You can't recreate the entire feeding setup that you have at home at a restaurant, but I do like to bring a mini mat, the easy peasy one that suctions to the table. That helps to some degree with the mess, but also for sanitary purposes because, you know, having worked in restaurants, you know, it's not always super clean on those tables or the rags that clean those tables. But fun fact that easy peasy mini mat, the bag that it comes in is actually a wet bag. So it's perfect for toting to a restaurant. Don't throw that out when you guys order the easy peasy products. Splash mat. Okay, I was just talking with some parents about this on Instagram recently, and some of you guys are super brave and you're like gonna take your own splash mats to the restaurant and put them underneath the high chair and then just like fold everything up and shove it back in your diaper bag before you go. And I think that's actually a really good idea and I totally admire it. I never had the guts to do that at a restaurant, but I definitely do it when I'm like going to grandma's house or to a play date. So splash mats could be a savior for you as well. I like the splash mats from the company Baper Baby They fold down really small. So, those are low profile. Shove them back in your diaper bag. If you go to BapronBaby.com, my affiliate discount code for Bapron is KD10, and that will get you 10% off. The splash mat's a little bit of an investment, but like definitely worth it if you don't want to take like a massive tablecloth to the restaurant to catch your baby's mess. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit BetterHelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. Another tip, ask for the broom. As again, someone who works in restaurants for a lot of years, I know firsthand that not acknowledging the mess is like the worst thing that you could do. So I personally, as a parent, always try to clean it up. And then I have no qualms by asking for the brew. Hey, sorry, I made a big mess over here. Can I get your brew? Like a vacuum or whatever it is that they're going to do. And then force comes to force, always just, you know, tip big if you're feeling exceptionally helpless or if you need to get out of there because I've done that before. I'm like, sorry, can you pack this all up? Like we got to go. I do just want to acknowledge so that restaurants can be sticky for parents. But also, I just sometimes feel so bad when I see a baby sitting in the high chair and they're not being allowed to eat. Like they're clearly six months of age. They're like grabbing for the food and they so desperately want to participate in the meal. So again, you got to make the call that's best for your family. And some families are like, hey, we're just not ready for restaurants. And some are like, hey, I'm just going to deal with it and figure it out. So keep us posted on how it's going. Brittany, props to you for going out to the restaurants. Can you start before six months? And what can you give them before then? My baby is four and a half months old and she has not had any food yet, but I do plan to start that in the next couple of weeks. Thanks. Hi, Maggie. I am so excited that you are excited to start solid foods. Your baby's four and a half months of age. And I know why you asked this question, because like you see stuff out there, maybe your doctor's telling you, hey, go ahead and start solid foods. But I want you to know that babies do not need anything except breast milk or formula until they're six months of age and that there's no strategic advantage to starting early, right? We live in this like hyper-competitive parenting society sometimes where it's like, oh, if you know your baby can do that at nine months, so mine's gonna do it at six. Oh, your baby started at six with solid foods, I'm gonna start at four. It actually can be dangerous to start solid foods before your baby's ready. And as you get closer to six months, your baby will start to exhibit what I personally think is the most important sign of readiness to feed. And that's the ability for baby to sit relatively unassisted. That's so important for facilitating a safe swallow. It's key in preventing choking. That's why we really have to wait until your baby is ready. But I get it. You're chomping at the bit. You want your baby to be involved at mealtime. Definitely get your high chair. Bring the high chair up to the table. You can put that four and a half month old in the high chair. They're probably gonna need to be propped up a little bit because they're not sitting yet with some you know, receiving blankets or you can roll up some kitchen towels just so they're not flopping all over the place. You can put toys on the tray or the table. You can do the open cup, right? You can get the, I like the easy peasy tiny cup. It's a two ounce cup that we use for baby led weaning. Put some breast milk or some formula in there. Even little babies can start to practice drinking out of the open cup and it's perfectly safe for them to have breast milk or formula. We don't want to do any water though, especially for the really early babies like yours, because water is a thin liquid and that's more challenging for your baby to swallow than the thicker liquids like breast milk or formula that they've been used to. So, you can get the plates out, get the little baby spoon out if you want and let them play with it and participate in mealtime. But I would hold off on anything except breast milk or formula until six months of age. If you guys are working with premature babies, we want to wait until the baby is six months adjusted age. And if you started purees really early before six months of age, and you're like, ah, I maybe started too early and now I need to pump the brakes. Like, what do I do? I have a separate episode all about this. It's episode 109. It's called, I Started, Pure Too Early. Should I Stop Before Switching to Baby led Weaning? If you go to blwpodcast.com slash 109, you can hear that. And then for the premature parents who are like, hold up, what's she talking about, adjusted age? I've got an episode that's all about how premature babies can succeed with baby led weaning. And that's episode 158. So head to blwpodcast.com slash 158 and you can listen to that. So, thank you for the question, Maggie, and can't wait to see you get started when your baby's ready. Hi, Katie. I have not been able to find a good, consistent source of serving sizes for babies under one. So, my baby is 10 and a half months old, and I just need help figuring out how much to serve her at one meal. So, let me know. And if you could talk about that, that would be great. Thank you so much for all you do. Tony, I love this question. And you're not alone. The reason why you can't find a consistent source of serving sizes for how much babies should eat less than 12 months of age is because it doesn't exist. There's no evidence base or hard and fast guidance about exactly how much we should offer babies at particular meals because all babies are different, okay? Your baby is different from my baby, is different from someone else's baby, but also your baby is gonna eat varying amounts of food, even within the same day or from day to day, and if we say, oh, you have to offer the baby this much or baby, should be eating that much, all it does is set us up for failure. So I like the idea of trusting your gut because you know your baby best. Now, there are some general guidelines, okay? You'll never catch me being like, oh, two ounces of a nut butter or four ounces of a fruit and vegetable and you need to have a half a cup of starch. No, we wanna see babies get a variety of foods and flavors and tastes and textures. Some days they're gonna eat everything you offer. Some days they're gonna eat less. What we do want to do though is to avoid dripping food. And so dripping food is where we put a tiny bit of food out and then we wait for the baby to pick it up and put it in their mouth. And then we put a tiny little bit of food out and we wait for them to put it in their mouth. A lot of times parents who are like super type A controlling, and I'm raising my hand because I'm definitely that type of parent, but they tend to do that because they're really worried about the mess. We've got lots of resources about why it's a good idea to get over the mess, right? That's a sensory part of learning how to eat. Easier said than done. I know. But we do want to refrain from dripping food in order to allow the baby to visualize how much food is there and then let them self-pace the rate at which they put it in their mouth so that they can expect and know how much is out there. So we're not surprising them. So I've got a whole episode about that, episode 133. It's called Don't Drip Food, how to pre-portion for baby lead weaning. And there's some more tips in there about like what you might expect your baby to eat, but please know you're not missing anything if you guys are looking for like portion guides for baby lead weaning because... If someone's offering you that, it's made up because there's no, again, hard and fast evidence about how much babies should eat. So sorry if that doesn't really answer your question, but go with your gut. You know your baby best. 10 and a half months, you're kind of like, I think the golden age of baby led weaning. Volume-wise, they're eating a lot, but don't be surprised if as you approach the one-year birthday, your baby's volume of food slows down, their rate of growth is slowing down. So sometimes the most food that they'll eat is at nine, 10, and 11 months. And then parents are like, whoa, we turned one and their food intake went way down. That's actually quite typical because they're responding to their rate of growth. How to prevent picky eating when one of the parent will be a picky eater. My husband is having ulcerative colitis, so his diet is very limited. He can't eat a lot of stuff. This, also, his diet is like salt-based and a lot of fat-based diet due to his condition. So my son When I do BLW for him, seeing his dad not eating all the food, will he become a picky eater as well? How to prevent that? Thank you. Oh, Sita, I'm so sorry to hear about your husband's ulcerative colitis. It really is important that he follows that therapeutic diet that he's been prescribed. And I know it might be a challenge as your baby's trying new foods that dad can't be participating in all of the same foods. But I know a lot of other parents are shaking their heads like maybe it's not ulcerative colitis, but one or more of the parents or the caregivers is really picky. Um, and if they're not medically limited as your husband is, sometimes we find that baby led weaning actually can even expand the palate of the parents. So if they're going through my hundred first foods list, for example, and picking out different foods to try for their baby, sometimes the parents end up having a more expansive palate as well. It certainly works for the toddlers. They tend to try more foods, especially if they're engaged in eating them. But I don't want you to worry that your son seeing his dad stick to a diet that he has to for his medical condition that it's gonna cause him to be a picky eater. You know, picky eating is a very subjective area of feeding. There's nothing that surefire 100% prevents picky eating. We know that diet diversity, so the greater the number of foods and flavors and tastes and textures that your baby is exposed to, that can help reduce the likelihood of picky eating or the severity of picky eating. But almost all children experience some degree of picky eating as they head into their second year of life. I'm not saying it's not inevitable, but if you can give your baby a wide variety of foods and you lose a few of them to picky eating, it's not a really big deal. But if they only have a few foods to start with and then you lose them to picky eating, that can be more challenging. So what I would say, keep up the good work with trying to offer your baby a variety of foods, wishing your husband luck with his health and that hopefully eventually he'll be able to eat more of the foods that he wants to as well. All right, I could answer questions like this all day long. I love hearing your guys' voices. This was so fun. So I'm actually gonna do a few more of these episodes because I got some other great questions. And I know that parents like to be able to ask their questions and hear them get answered. So thank you guys for the great questions. If you want to check out the links to the questions, because I've referred to a lot of different episodes for some of these topics that I've already covered in separate episodes in more depth. If you head to the show notes for this episode at blwpodcast.com forward slash 171, you can grab the links to those. And if you're looking to grab a copy of my 100 First Foods list for more ideas on all the foods your baby can eat, I give that 100 First Foods list away to everybody on my free Baby led Weaning for Beginners workshop. It's a workshop that I teach a couple times each week that's all about how to teach your baby to eat 100 foods before turning one without you having to spoon feed purees or by pouches. So you can sign up for this week's workshop times. If you head to babyledweaning.co, I also do a Q and a at the end of those workshops. I try to make a point to answer every single question. If I can't get to them on the workshop, I'll respond to you by email. So if you submitted a question and you didn't hear it answered, come check out the workshop. If you want more Q and a there as well. So thanks again for listening. You guys, the workshop sign up page one more time is babyledweaning.co and I'll see you on the next podcast episode. And we'll be doing some more Q and ask me anything, because I really love this format. And thanks again for all your great questions. From the terrifying power of tornadoes to sizzling summer temperatures, AccuWeather Daily brings you the top trending weather-related story of the day, seven days a week. You can learn a lot in just a few minutes with stories about impending hurricanes, winter storms, or even what not to miss in the night sky. So listen and subscribe to AccuWeather Daily, wherever you get your podcasts. That's AccuWeather Daily, wherever you get your podcasts.